شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى today we're going to be starting the تفسير of سورة سورة يوسف and before we start I just want to mention a few points إن شاء الله تعالى سورة يوسف my beloved brothers and sisters is a surah from the surah المكية and it's considered to be from the surahs that came down in Mecca after the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم uh, sorry, before the Prophet وسلم, migrated to Medina. So, Surah Al-Makiyah, they mean the surahs that came down or that deal with يعني, or speak about uh, incidents that happened to the Prophet وسلم, before he migrated to Medina. And if you look at uh, Surah Al-Makiyah, that uh, the Surah Al-Makiyah, the verses are very short. You tend to find that a lot. And it focuses highly on issues of Tawheed and Aqeedah. But from the surah of the Qur'an, uh, which Allah Ta'ala, He talks about stories of the prophets, from the surah Al-Makiyah is surah to Yusuf. Okay? And it's the story of Nabi Lahi, Yusuf ibn Ya'qub. His father was a prophet. And uh, the Prophet Yusuf was a prophet. Can you hear me? Okay, good, inshallah ta'ala. So, Surah to Yusuf is Ihda Surah al-Makiyah. It's from the surahs that came down in Mecca in the Prophet before he migrated to Medina. And it talks about the story of Nabi Lahi Yaqub alayhi salam. So that's the first point that I wanted to, inshallah ta'ala, bring to your attention. And Surah to Yusuf, it came down after Surah to Yunus alayhi salam. And the verses that are in it, inshallah, in Surah to Yusuf, are 111 verses. There's 111 verses in this surah, inshallah ta'ala. And this surah came down to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the year which the historians of Islam call Am al-Huzm, the year of sorrow, in which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in that year he lost his wife Khadija, and he lost his uncle Abu Talib, radiyallahu ta'ala, he lost Khadija, radiyallahu ta'ala anha, and he lost Abu Talib, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's uncle. And after the death of these two people, the hardship that the Prophet endured from the Mushrikeen multiplied and it grew and it became so much. Okay? It became so much on him, Alayhi Salatu So this surah is a tasliya. Tasliya meaning it's to help the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam go through this issue and help him, Alayhi, alayhi Salatu Wasallam. As Allah mentioned in the story, story of Yusuf, Allah says, حتى إذا استيأس الرسل وظنوا أنهم قد كذبوا جاءهم نصرنا فنجي من نشاء وفي متسي إن شاء الله تعالى the last part of the surah we're going to see إن شاء الله تعالى where Allah تبارك وتعالى is giving our messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم تصلية تصلية meaning he's giving him a reassurance that there's nothing to worry about and benefits are going to be in this story for you لقد كان في قصص عبرة لأولي الألباب we're going to see many things like that, inshallah ta'ala, 
there's lessons in this for you, Muhammad. Things that you're going to benefit from it. So inshallah ta'ala, my son Ibrahim is going to read on us, inshallah ta'ala. And then we're going to go through the tafsir of the surah, bi-ithnillahi al-kareem. Now. starts with alif lam ra alif lam ra are considered huruful muqatta'a alif lam ra are considered huruful muqatta'a what is huruful muqatta'a means it means there are letters which in many many places in the quran you see them alif lam mim yo alif lam mim ra yo alif lam mim sad yo sad nun ayn hamim ayn sin qafil all of these are called huruful muqatta'a. They're called what? Huruful muqatta'a. And the scholars, they disputed one another amongst themselves. These huruf, these huruful muqatta'a, they disputed it amongst themselves. Uh, these alphabetical letters. What is it meant by it? Or what is the wisdom in why Allah started certain sources with letters? So there are Jews, inshallah ta'ala, there are four regarding huruful muqatta'a. The first that anna laha ma'na. Some scholars said, yes, it has meaning. There is a meaning to letters. Anif la meaning. Sardin. Basically, there's one sentence you combine them in, which is nasun, hakimun, qati'un lahu sirrun. Nasun Hakimun Qa'i'un Sirrun Nasun Hakimun Qa'i'un Lahu Sirrun Can you all hear me? The scholars amongst themselves they differed what is meant by these letters Alif Lam Mim Alif Lam Mim Ra'an Sa'adan Ayn they differed amongst themselves. What is that meant by it? Okay, one second. Try to rectify this. 
Uh, what about now? Hello? Is it better now? Okay. The scholars, they differed amongst themselves. What is meant by these huruful muqatta'a? What are they actually meant? There is a difference of opinion. There are different aqwal. So there are four views, inshallah ta'ala. I'm going to summarize it in. The first view is that these huruful muqatta'a, these huruful hija'iyya, they have meaning. They have meaning. That they're not just mere letters like that, that some scholars say that has no meaning. They, these scholars, they say, no, it has meaning. And amongst themselves, they differed upon what is the actual meaning. Some of them, they said, it's a name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of them, they said, it's one of the names of Allah ta'ala. Some scholars, they said, no, it's the name of the surah. And some scholars, they said, it's a duration. It talks about the, the duration of this ummah. And others have mentioned other views. The second view that's pushed is by some scholars, these letters, they don't have no meaning at all. Unrestrictedly, they don't have no meaning. That's the second view. The Alif Lamim, and Saad, and Noon, and Qaf, they have no meaning whatsoever. And there's a third view, which is They have meaning, only Allah knows what is meant by it. We say they have meaning, Allah knows what those meanings are. And they, they argue by saying, it's impossible that the Quran has, يعني, comes down and there's no meaning in it. No, that's wrong, they said. It has to have a meaning. And the fourth view is at-tawakkuf. The fourth view, they say, we withhold. We're not going to go over, we're not going to mention anything other than its recitation. We, when you read it, we say, Allahu A'lam. Whether you ask us, does it have meaning or not, we'll say to Allahu A'lam. And if it has a meaning, Allahu A'lam. We don't know it. And the strongest opinion is uh, in all of this, this is that these letters, these huruf, they don't have any meaning that we know of, okay? They don't have any meaning that we know of. Their meaning is only known to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. That's the strongest opinion. Does everybody understand those four points? Shall I repeat it one more time? Now, the question here is, these letters, Alif, Lam, Mim, and Ayn, Sin, Qaf, and all of them, since we said we don't know what the meaning is, we don't know it, only Allah knows what it's meant by it. That's why we say, Allah knows what he means by it. But with that being said, we know what the wisdom, we can guess what the wisdom is. 
We can guess what the wisdom is. The wisdom, inshallah ta'ala, of it is what Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah chose and Abu al-Hajjaj al-Nizzi ibn, ibn Kathir mentions it in his tafsir. So we know the wisdom, not the meaning, but the wisdom. And the wisdom behind it is it is to show that the Quran is, is a miracle in everything and that the Arabs can't come with anything like it. Allah is saying to them, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Quran that you are read, that you can see Muhammad reading, it has these letters, Alif, Lam, and Mim, and Noon, and Saad, and Qaf, and Ain Sin Qaf. These are the letters that you guys are familiar with and you still can't come with the likes of it. And you still can't come with the likes of it. It's to make them feel that they are unable to come with the likes of it. Does that make sense, brothers and sisters? Does everyone understand? This is the view of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah and Abu al-Hajjaj al-Niziyu, rahimahullah. Ibn Taymiyyah and Abu al-Hajjaj al-Niziyu. Is that crystal clear? Okay. Then Allah wa ta'ala, he says, Allah says tilka this tilka it means this so before I move on to this point I just want to mention I mentioned two things the first thing I mentioned is that alif la mim we don't know what the meaning is there are four views in this issue and we don't know we have no knowledge of uh, and the view that's the strongest is the view that says Allahu Azza wa Jalla is the only one who knows its meaning. Allahu A'lamu bi muradihi. We don't know. So that's the first point, inshallah ta'ala, I mentioned. The second thing I focused on was what's the hikmah? What's the wisdom in why Allah ta'ala used these letters? If you look at it, majority of the times, right after what is mentioned in the book of Allah, Alif Lam Ra. When you look at it, generally speaking, what is mentioned right after these huruful muqatta is the Quran. And this shows the hikmah of why it was set down. Ibn Taymiyyah pushed this, and the teacher of Ibn, Ibn Kathir as well, Abu al Hajjaj al Mizzi, Abu al Hajjaj al Mizziyu, he's the teacher of Ibn Kathir. He's Ibn Kathir's teacher. And so is, uh, uh, so is Ibn Taymiyyah. Both of them are the teachers of Ibn Kathir. They both said the hikmah, the hikmah is to actually make them feel, the hikmah is to actually make them feel that they are incompetent, the Arabs, and they can't come with the likes of this Quran. Okay? Those, inshallah, ta'ala, two points I mentioned. Now I'm going to go to the next verse where Allah says, Alif Lam Ra. Allah says tilka here means these ayat, these verses of the Quran are what? They are mubinun, they are crystal clear. The verses of this Quran and this book is crystal clear. So it is in and within itself is crystal clear. It also guides other people. So it's crystal clear in and within itself. 
and it can also guide other people to guidance from misguidance to the truth from falsehood to the halal from the haram anything that the ummah is in need of tilka means hadihi this hadihi ayatul quran these ayat of the quran which are which consists of these letters alif lam ra that you just saw consist of this they are what they are mubinun and mubinun is ismu fa'il it's na'tul kitab it's describing it's an adjective for kitab it's saying al kitabul bayyinul wadih it is the crystal clear book in and within itself and it also clarifies and clears the path for others allah then says after that Inna we sent it down this inna when you see it in the quran as you read the quran it's emphasis allah is emphasizing of sending the quran and this is also an evidence that allah ta'ala is above his creation because the quran comes down from him subhanahu wa ta'ala so anytime you see this you know it's a proof that allah is above his creation we sent down the book from it came down from who from allah ta'ala we sent it down quranan arabian this word quranan it's a it's taking the place of that that damir of anzalnahu that hat that's in it it's taking its place okay it's a better for it Okay, or even if you want, you can make it a hal, no problem. And Arabian is a description. Allah sent down this Quran in the Arabic language. Allah sent this book down as an Arabic language. And it's re recited in the Arabic language. It is read in the Arabic language. And the reason for that is because the Arabic language is it's the most eloquent of languages. It is the most clearest of languages. It is the greatest of languages. It is the best language. It is the language of every single Muslim. That's why Allah chose to send down the Quran in this language. The Quran is the best of all books. And Allah sent it down with the best of languages. And he sent it down in the best of months. Okay. And he sent it down on the best of creation, Nabi Muhammad. All of that you have to remember. All of those are the greatest things Allah chose for this book. The first thing is Ashraful Kutub. All of the books Allah sent down, this is the best of them. Allah also sent it down bi Ashrafil the best of all languages. The vastest, the most strongest, the most eloquent, the most richest of language Allah chose for it, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He also sent it down in the best of months. Shahru Ramadan Quran. The month of Ramadan is when the Quran was sent down. Also, also, it was sent down on the best of creation. Nabi Lahi Muhammad. Muhammad. It was sent down in Muhammad's heart, alayhi salatu salam. And it was sent through them. It was sent through Jibril alayhi salam, who is Ashraful Malaika, the best of angels. And it was also sent down 
on the best biqa', the best lands on this earth, which is Baladullah al Haram. Are we all together, brothers? The Quran, all of that came together for it. All of that came together for it. Walidalika, the Quran is the best. Now, someone might come and say, Abdurrahman, stop, pause. How can you say that the Quran, or how does it, how do you reconcile with this verse, Inna anzalnahu Quran in Arabian? Allah saying we send down the Quran in the Arabic language, but we find in the Quran words which are not Arabic. Like, for example, the word Sijil, the word Istabaraka. We all know that that's not the Arab, that's not Arabic. Hey. So how can you now say that the Quran, all of it is Arabic? The response to that is very simple. Languages borrow from one another. Languages borrow from one another. And one of the things that made the Arabic language one of the best languages is that it took all of the best things from all languages. I don't want to go into that great details. I, it's another time for another place. But why is the Arabic language the best of languages? There's a, mashallah, a good research I've done on it. The reason I want to mention now, and I don't want to go into great detail, is that the Arabic language, from all of the other languages out there, it borrowed from it the best that it has. The best that it has. So it surpassed it in terms of linguistics, in terms of its eloquency. It surpassed it in all. So the word, yes, it got borrowed from another language and it got used in the Arabic language and it became an Arabic word. That's one view. Another view says, no, these words were Arabic, but the Arabs stopped using it. The Arabs used their, these are Arabic words, but these Arabs stopped using it. And the Quran revived these words in which the Arabs didn't use. And that's why Imam Shafi'i, he said, there is no one who has mastered the Arabic language except a prophet. The only person who mastered the Arabic language, yani mastered the Arabic language, is Nabilah Muhammad. No one else. Everybody else will come across a word or two they didn't know of. Of many words that they didn't know of. See, but where he was not perfect in the Arabic language, in the sense where he knew every word. No. When uh, Imam Shafi'i were talking about here is who? Muhammad ibn Idris Shafi'i, who's mean Imam Filugha, he's a hujja in the Arabic language, Imam Shafi'i. Okay. Then Allah wa Taala He says, "La'allakum ta'qilun." The la'allakum here, la'allakum the lam here, and the ain and the lam it's lit ta'lil. It's reason. Allah saying the, the reason for us sending down the Quran in the Arabic language is for what? La'allakum ta'qilun. So you can, so you can have use your aql. And here aql means al-fahmu, understanding. So you can understand it and you can ponder over it and understand what it consists of in terms of meanings and the gems that are in it. Well, hikam and the wisdoms that are in it. Well, ahkam, the rulings that are in it. Well, mawa'id, the reminders that are in it. Well, akhbar and the news that are in it. All of that you can know it by knowing, by understanding the Arabic language. That's what Allah said in the Quran. If we were to make it, if we were to make the Quran, if we were to make it another language, another foreign language, the people would have said, 
if only its verses were broken down and clarified. Allah then says, How is it possible that the Prophet is an Arab and the Quran is going to be in another language? The Quran is in the Arabic language and then the Prophet is going to be in another language. It won't happen. Also, Allah he says after that, after he mentions the, the language in which he so chose. So ponder here, brothers and sisters. We're going to now take the story of Nabi Lai Yusuf. And in what language is it in? It's in the Arabic language. For you all to appreciate this surah, for you to appreciate the story of Nabi Lai Yusuf, you have to know the Arabic language. As we're going to see, there are miracles in it. And I'm going to mention some of them, inshallah, if you guys can take notes. I want to share with some of you some benefits that this surah has that show you how powerful it is. Yani, the unique things that are in this surah. Are you all ready? Okay. Take this notes down, inshallah ta'ala. Okay, one second. Okay, one second. Just can't find my note. One second. Subhanallah. I wrote some fawaid, a salib that this surah has, that inshallah ta'ala, qadarullah where do I put this? Okay, I'm, I really can't find it. I feel embarrassed. I could have not kind of find it. I can't find it. Where I put it? Qadarullah ma'ashafa'ala. I don't know where I put my notes. Subhanallah. 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 
I was going to mention some benefits of how the, the surah has so many unique things that you don't find anywhere else except in surah. Qadarullah wa ma'sha'afa'al. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Subhanallah. I can't see it. Qadarullah wa masha'a fa'al. Qadarullah wa masha'a fa'al. One last minute, please. Just please, I'm really sorry, people. Let's not waste time. Yeah, I can't find this. SubhanAllah, it wasn't meant to be. If we come across those verses, I will remember it, inshallah, and mention it, inshallah. Ta'ala. Okay. If I come across it, inshallah ta'ala, I will mention it in the like case. Allah then says, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَعَقِلُونَ نَحْنُ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ نَحْنُ Allah ta'ala is saying to the Prophet Muhammad, we are. Now this نَحْنُ, it is what? It is out of royalty. It's the we of royalty. نَحْنُ Because the word نَحْنُ is used in two usages in Arabic language. It is used as المتكلم معه غيره Someone is talking and then someone else is, is out of sometimes plurality. But that's not the case here. It's not. It is out of uh, royalty, which is Al-Mu'addimu Nafsahu. Allah is glorifying Himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are going to send down on you revelation and we're going to tell you. We're going to tell you the story. A story. Alayka unto you, Muhammad. Ahsan al-Qasasi. This is the best of stories. This is what? Ahsan al-Qasasi. We're going to tell you a story. Ponder here, there's a slight eloquency here, which is Allah is saying, The one who's telling you about this story is us, no one else. So this is a refutation on those who say the Quran was taken from what? 
أساطير الأولين اكتتبها فهي تملى عليه بكرة وأصيلا Those who said that the Quran is from the stories of the old folks they were the ones who dictated it from Muhammad and he was writing from them أما وإذا قيل لهم ماذا أنزل ربكم قالوا أساطير الأولين Those who say that this part of the Quran refutes them because Allah is saying to them نحن نقص عليك we are the ones who are going to tell you it means نحن نقص عليك we are the ones who are going to tell you about this story. No one else. No, no one else is going to tell you about it. Only us. Because in there, there's something known as al-ifadatul ikhtisas. Ifadatul ikhtisas means Allah is specifying this to himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one else is telling you this. Only us. Okay. And it's true because this story, the details that Allah mentions is only in the Quran. It's only in the what? In the Quran. The, the reason why Allah Taala He says Allah is addressing the Prophet. We are going to inform you. We are going to educate you, Muhammad. Ahsan al qasasi. Ahsan al qasasi here means the the word ahsan. It means abda'a, the one who's the best. Okay. In the way that Allah tells this story, brothers and sisters, is so eloquent that the story of Yusuf was only mentioned once in the Quran and it didn't have to be repeated. Eloquency in it. One time Allah mentioned it, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah wa ta'ala, in the way he did it, as we go through it, inshallah ta'ala, I'm going to bring out the, the gems of it and the, the eloquency of the sequence and the way Allah put the words together. We're going to see inshallah ta'ala. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how sharp and how powerful it is that you're going to enjoy it inshallah ta'ala. نَحْنُ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ We are going to tell you, Muhammad. نُخْبِرُكَ وَنُعَلِّمُكَ Of what? أَحْسَنَ الْقَصَاصِ The best of stories. بِمَا أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ The bat. Write a line under it, the bat. And this bat is called بَاءُ السَّبَبِيَّةِ The bat here, you just have to write, it's called بَاءَ السَّبَبِيَّةِ I'm going to explain to you what it means. You have to write it down. This bat is called بَاءَ السَّبَبِيَّةِ and the ma in there is a masdariya. A masdariya is a verbal noun. So what is it? Bima awhayna. Bisadabi ma awhayna ilayka. Because of that which we chose to tell you and reveal on you to, onto you, Muhammad. Why are we telling you all of this story? Because of what we have chosen to tell you, Muhammad. The ba in here is called ba'a sababiyya. It's the ba'a of reasoning. So uh, you can give some, mention something and it's reason. So the ba here is the reason why Allah Taala He sent this revelation on the Prophet. So the ba is reason. Underline the sababiyah. And the ma, ma, ma that's connected to the ba, ma is called masdariya. Masdariya. Masdariya is called a verbal noun. Okay? So masdariya, verbal noun. And al-wahyu and al means what? Awhayna comes from the word wahi, al-wahi. What does al-wahi mean? Al-wahi means al-i'lan, bisur'ati wa khafa. It means to uh, reveal. It is to notify. Fastly and in hidden. Quickly, but it's hidden as well. That's what wahi means. Wahi means al-i'lan, to notify someone something. Bisur'alakin, quickly. Wa khafa'in, and it's hidden. You can't see it. Okay.
what is Allah Taala is saying? Allah is saying to them to Prophet Sallallahu here, we are sending down on you this Quran, and in this Quran we have mentioned a story for you, the best of stories. You won't find it in any other book. It is the best of stories. There's nothing better than it, and there's nothing even like it. Nothing like it. Okay. Now, some people they think that the story of Yusuf is the best story in the Quran, and that's not the case. The ayah is saying this surah is the best surah that has been mentioned in comparison to the other books that have been sent to you before the other pre previous prophets and in the previous prophets the revelation that was sent on to them if this surah is compared to it is the best there's not the torah and the injil and all of it there's nothing like the story of nabilah yusuf okay because all of the stories in the quran are very good and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about each surah of the Quran in a very eloquent manner, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's not comparing the Quran stories with one another, but it's comparing the previous revelations to this revelation. And that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, Bima -quran. And Allah chose this word, al-wahi, which is comparing the previous wahi with this particular one. Okay? in kunta, And if you are Muhammad, before this you didn't know about it. Kunta, you were before this, before the Quran told you about this story, you were heedless about it. You didn't know. Okay? Here it means the knowledge was absent from you. You didn't know about this story. You had no knowledge of it. And this shows you that the Prophet didn't know everything, He only knew what Allah chose to tell him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why Allah says in another surah, surah to Hud, Allah says, Tilka min anba'il ghaybi, nuhiha ilayka, ma kunta ta'lamuha anta wa la qawmuka min qabli adha, fasbir inna al-aqibata lil-muttaqeen. Also, Allah says in Surah Al-Shura, وَكَذَلِكَ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ رُوحًا مِّنْ أَمْرِنَا مَا كُنْتَ تَدْرِي مَا الْكِتَابُ وَلَا الْإِيمَانُ وَلَكِمْ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُورًا نَهْدِي بِهِ مَنْ نَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا In the first ayah I mentioned in Surah Al-Hud, Allah says, this is the story of the unseen that we have revealed to you, Muhammad. مَا كُنْتَ تَعْلَمُهَا You didn't know about these stories that we're telling you. You didn't know these stories. In Surah Al-Shura, Allah then says, وَكَذَلِكَ أَنْلَكَ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ مِنْ أَمْرِنَا We have sent down unto you our verses, our, our rulings. مَا كُنْتَ تَدْرِي You didn't know this, Muhammad. You didn't have that deep knowledge of it. Okay? So Allah educated the Prophet ﷺ. Benefits that we take from these verses, inshaAllah, write it down. Benefits that we take from it, inshaAllah. Number one, benefits. Number one, that we take uh, from it. The first benefit that we take from it, inshallah, so far, those six verses is how Allah challenged the Arabs and even the non-Arabs, anyone 
with this Quran. This Quran is a challenge. Alif Lam Mim, what did we say? It's a challenge to them, to the people. These are the letters that you know, Alif and Lam and Mim. You know these letters, right? Ah. The Quran, it consists of these letters, come with the likes of this Quran. At-Tahaddi bil-Quran, wa ma fee min al-i'jazi wal-i'jazi wal-fasahati wal-bayan. The second benefit that we take from it, inshallah ta'ala, is the Quran glorifies its verses. Allah glorifies within the Quran parts of the Quran. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's when he spoke about this particular surah. Allah ta'ala glorified it. The third, inshallah ta'ala, is Allah ta'ala, he established the proof on the people through the Quran by clarifying everything they need, by bringing guidance to them, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next benefit that we take The Quran was sent down in the Arabic language, a language that's owned by all Muslims. We have sent down the Quran in the Arabic language. We have sent down the Quran in the Arabic language. And Allah honored the Arabic language. ولذلك حافظ إبراهيم ودري سيء وسعت كتاب الله لفظا وغاية وما ضقت وما ضقت أي عن أي به وعظاته. The Quran is full of eloquency and it's in this language. Also, what we take from it is Allah is above His creation, Subhanahu wa Taala. Allah is above His creation, Subhanahu wa Taala. He's higher than them. Inna anzalnahu. It shows. Allah is above his creation, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, the benefit that we took from it is that the Quran is not only rulings, 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 and it is not all, always aqidah, aqidah, but it's all, also it consists of it, qisas, stories. Stories. And that's one of the ways in which the Quran conveys messages through stories. Also, the benefit that we took is that the story of Yusuf and his father and his brothers is from one of the greatest surahs in the, from, from the one of the greatest stories in the Quran. Because Allah said, Also, the benefit that we take is the benefit that we also take from it is the Quran came down through the intermediary. It came down through the wasita of Jibreel alayhi salam. As Allah said, Bima awhayna ilayka al-Qur'ana. We sent down the revelation on the Quran onto you, yani through Jibreel. And last but not least, the last benefit that we took from it is that the Prophet ﷺ, he does not know the knowledge of the Qur'an and the stories of the Qur'an 
before the revelation came to him. His knowledge came to him regarding all of these once the Quran told him about it. He didn't know that before it. He didn't know it, sorry, before that. Some of the students are asking what was the third point? <laughs> so I mentioned Allah, the first one I mentioned Allah challenged the Arabs with the Quran and the non-Arabs. Also the Quran glorifies itself. When Allah speaks about places in the Quran, Allah glorifies it. The third one I mentioned was that the Quran clarified everything for the people and it established a proof onto the people. Established a proof on the people through the Quran and he clarified everything for them. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm going to stop there inshallah ta'ala. Tomorrow we're going to carry on. Every class, that's how it's going to be. We're going to explain it and then we're going to mention the benefits at the end. Every class, there's going to be the mentioning of the benefits inshallah ta'ala. Today's the first day, so we'll stop there inshallah ta'ala. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and Shaytan and Allah and His Messenger are both free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdi ashadu wa la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. MashaAllah, some of the students have already shared the benefit, shared. Shared the notes. So inshallah ta'ala, you can all copy it from there. Um, may Allah bless you all, inshallah ta'ala, grant you guys all Jannah to fill those. Um, uh, today is a long date, so inshallah ta'ala, I won't take no questions, but tomorrow I will. I'll take questions, inshallah ta'ala, answer your questions. Please forgive me today, I'm slightly tired. Barakallahu feekum, may Allah ta'ala bless you. Was everything clear that I said, brothers and sisters? Was everything clear? I, I just, I lost my momentum once I lost my notes. So I, I really don't know what I was saying after that. I wasn't, after I, I couldn't find my notes, I was a bit feeling down. But barakallahu feekum, inshallah ta'ala. I hope that doesn't happen in the future. Uh, barakallahu feekum. Make dua for me and my son Ibrahim, okay? Inshallah ta'ala. May Allah bless you, Ibrahim. Jazakallah khairan. Uh, make dua for all of us. Barakallahu feekum. Wa jazakumullahu khairan.